Hey everyone, welcome to Digging Deeper. Uh, Digging Deeper is a chance for all of us to just drop uh, a plumb line, go a little deeper on some of the things that were raised in the sermon on the, on the weekend. So I had the privilege of preaching this past weekend and I thought I'd take a moment to share a little more with you about a particular area. Uh, just as a reminder, this past Sunday when I spoke, uh, I spoke on the one chapter book Philemon. And Philemon has, uh, I suggested, three very natural themes that come out of it because there are three characters in Philemon that are all performing a different role. Um, starting with Philemon himself, the person who's receiving the letter from Paul, Philemon is uh, going to be required at some point, Paul hopes, uh, to forgive, to forgive his runaway slave. Uh, the, run the runaway slave's name is Onesimus, and Onesimus at some point in the letter, Paul is urging to go back and to uh, repent, to confess uh, that, he's, uh, that he did wrong, that he ran away, that he probably helped himself to some of his master's money, but now he's come to Christ and Paul says, you need to go make amends with your master Philemon. And then third, Paul is actually playing the role of the reconciler in the Philemon drama. He sort of has his arm around both characters and he's trying to see if he can't be an agent of reconciliation to bring about some kind of uh, reconciliation between Philemon and Onesimus. So that's a quick snapshot. Now I thought what I would do for this short video is position myself in Philemon's shoes. So I'm in the, generally I'm going to put myself in a place where I've been wronged. Somebody has done wrong to me and I need to go about the hard process of forgiveness. And I just thought I'd spend a little bit of time talking about that. First, there was a quote that I'd read the other day by Lewis Smedes. And that quote had to do with uh, his own learning in, about forgiveness. Lewis Smedes, for those of you that don't know him, was a professor at a variety of different colleges and universities. And I think his, the last place he taught was Calvin College down in Grand Rapids. Um, but um, Smead said he learned about forgiveness by listening to people who were good forgivers. Think about that for a second. He learned forgiveness by listening to people who were good forgivers. So what I love about that is sometimes the thought, the idea, the, uh, even the method of forgiveness may be obvious to us, but until it's embodied and shown to us, Sometimes it's not that easy to learn. I can give you a formula for forgiveness, but if you actually see somebody practicing it, a good forgiver, you're bound to learn a ton more. Um, the other thing about forgiveness that I thought about, going back to uh, something as basic as our, the Lord's Prayer, there is that line in the Lord's Prayer that says, forgive us, forgive us as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And uh, I know uh, St. Augustine used to call that, um, the early church father used to call that the terrible petition because it implied that if we, we went in, into that petition with an unforgiving heart, we could expect unforgiveness from God. We're not ready to forgive. We're asking God to forgive us in the way that we forgive others. That's, he thought, a terrifying thing. So there's a sense that God is asking us, compelling us um, and, and encouraging us, inviting us to practice forgiveness. Not an easy thing sometimes. Now, I just want to talk about the process of forgiveness in general. 
and I want to suggest a few things that I've picked up along the way, and, and, and I also want to share a practice from this book, um, The Good and Beautiful Community by James Brian Smith. So just some thoughts on the stages of forgiveness. Often forgiveness um, begins with a hurt, sometimes extremely deep, sometimes more superficial, but we feel the need to um, forgive someone because they've hurt us, they've wounded us, they've done something against us. And the hurts can range, like I said, they can range from uh, relational hurts, they can um, be hurts that have to do with, in, in the case of Philemon, um, it looks like um, it involves at least some, some theft. Um, there's lots of ways we can get hurt, and that's we all start, if we're in the shoes of, a, of needing to forgive someone, we're all starting with that need to forgive because we've been hurt. Um, Lou Smeads, who I mentioned earlier, um, said that the, what happens after hurt usually can go as strong as hate, but it can just also just be extreme disappointment or anger with the person that's hurt us. So here we are, somebody who's been wronged, and we feel, first of all, hurt, but then we also feel this deeper sense of anger and um, even to the point where we don't wish them well. It's the next stage, uh, according to Smeads, that really gets difficult. And if you want to explore this in more depth, there is a, a book that's been called the greatest book um, written in, on forgiveness called The Art of Forgiving by Lewis Smeads. The Art of Forgiving by Lewis Smeads. I'll ask if maybe a picture of the cover can be put up. But I want, I want to focus on the next stage. We hurt, we are angry, we heal. Now, healing is such a, an individual and personal thing for people. Some people take a long time to heal. And for me, that's part of what makes a discussion about forgiveness difficult. I can't tell you, just get over it. I can't just speed up the forgiving process for you. But this part needs intentional work because it's the key to moving to a final stage. So let's talk a bit about healing. Um, some people have suggested practices. The book I'm going to recommend to you uh, by James Bryan Smith talks about two things you can do to begin the healing process and then one specific exercise. So let me start with the two things. First, Bryan Smith says you should think about your own forgiveness. And I don't think that's just superficial theology. It's deep, actually. You and I, if we're in a personal relationship with Christ, have been forgiven forgiven by, uh, we've been forgiven of so much. And yet, we now are in a position where we can be like Christ, we can be like the God we serve in being forgiven people. So, um, Brian Smith suggests um, we look in places like um, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 19, which talks about the reconciling ministry of the gospel. There's a whole bunch of verses you can look up, but I encourage you to look up some. We're encouraged to forgive because God forgave us. So there's a, there's a sense of who we are, a new identity. We want to become more like Jesus, and he was a forgiver par excellence. Second, um, Brian Smith says, if over time you can begin to pray for the person who's offended you, it may begin to change your whole perspective. And that can be difficult, I realize that. But I would encourage us to try to begin that over time, to try to begin to start to pray for the person who's hurt us. Now, here's the exercise he suggests, because he knows, you know, a lot of people are just not prepared to go there. They're not prepared. 
to just enter into, uh, let me pray for the person who's hurt me. The hurt could be substantial, could be really significant. So one thing I thought was interesting, page 122 of uh, The Good and Beautiful Community, Brian Smith suggests that he, you bring people alongside with you or on your team who can um, help pray for forgiveness. So he suggests if you've been harmed by someone and you find it's been great, it's almost impossible you feel to forgive that person and you're not in a place where you even want to forgive them even though you feel that you should, you can draw on your community to do that. And here's how he says it works. Identify a person around you um, think of that person as an aid to you in the forgiving process. Now, think about the person you want to forgive, and you're not quite ready to forgive. You can't get there. Take this close friend who's a Christ follower and ask the person whether they would take on a burden with you, the burden of unforgiveness, and ask that friend to bear the burden that you're facing right now. Then ask them if they'll set aside some time, he suggests maybe 10 minutes each day, to pray for the person and also for you, asking God to deepen your awareness of your own forgiveness. And he, he continues to suggest that just let that go forward for some time as part of the healing process. One of the reasons we know we're coming closer to healing is we begin to change our view towards the person who's offended us. Um, healing may not finally come perfectly in this life, but if we're moving from anger and hate and revenge and uh, disgust, whatever the words are, and we're starting to reach a point where we can say, God, I wish the best possible for this person. Help me to wish the best possible for this person going forward. I want to see them experience the fullness of what I have in you, for example. You're starting to see that third stage, that healing show up. So we hurt and then um, we feel angry or we hate. Then we, uh, the third stage is we begin to heal. Fourth and finally, and in a perfect world this would always happen, but I can tell you now it doesn't. But in that final stage, our job is to try to seek some kind of reconciliation. We meet with the person that's hurt us if possible. Now, I understand life is very complicated and there are some things that make meeting very difficult and I can't speak for, for if some, somebody's hurt someone else in such a, a great or, or grievous way, you, this stage may not be a possibility for a variety of reasons. But most of the time, we can seek out a conversation and hope to bring that last stage of we meet together with them and seek reconciliation. So when we do that, I know there's a risk involved, but it feels to me like, and I've done this in, in my own life, it feels to me that it's the right final step to do to try to bring about reconciliation. Um, if you can't uh, finally accomplish coming out of that a, a great relationship, that's not the point. In the forgiving process, we're changed, we find healing, we reach out, and we uh, commit to God whatever the result is of a meeting together. But if the meeting together is able to see a submission to God in, in different people's wills, for example, you actually can reach a point where you feel refreshed by being, and cathartic, by being sa able to say to somebody, you hurt me, I forgive you. You know, there's lots more to that, but those are the words, and, and there can be an experience that comes out of that that's really good for your soul. So, um, 
I just want to suggest if um, you want to read a book on forgiveness, I suggest The Art of Forgiveness. I want to suggest that if you have, if you're a person who's wounded, don't continue just to lick your wounds forever. Don't just rush the process, but engage in the four steps that I mentioned, from hurting to hating to um, healing and then finally to getting together and see if you can't be part of reconciliation in this world. The last thing I want to say is I don't think we can underestimate how significant healing was to Paul in that early Christian community. I mean, he banked his whole life on it, that this would be an alternative to the world around him, that the Christians would be able to work through these difficult issues and show that reconciliation was possible. I feel sometimes like we have to have that kind of that same expectation for ourselves. Like let's not let each other just ignore the stuff that goes on. Let's do the hard work of making a difference and showing people that reconciliation is possible in this world. In just a few minutes, there'll be some questions that come up and you'll be able to, to look at those. Terry uh, Norris has created the questions for you this week, so enjoy those. And as you go to your small group time, I just want to take a moment and pray for you. Father, I want to thank you that you're a forgiving God. I want to thank you that you've shown us that we too can be part of um, reconciliation in this world. And Father, I don't want to dismiss or minimize the pain that any of us have experienced. But I also uh, want to move on to that high calling of being a forgiving person and not just sitting there and letting something um, eat me from the inside out, some corrode, corrode my soul. So Father, give us strength, I pray, to be forgiving people. Help us to receive others well. Help us to, when we make mistakes ourselves, to be willing to admit our faults and our sins and our weaknesses. And Father, most of all, just change us slowly, quickly, whatever way, Father, change us into a community that practices reconciliation here, right here in Sarnia, Ontario. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Have a great study together.